Hi, this is Chris. This is the May AbideCast for Abide Chippewa Valley. And I told myself I would wait until all the lawnmowers and dogs barking stopped. And when I got started, I could hear the lawnmower starting in the distance. But hopefully we won't hear them. Pretend you don't hear it. I'm going to start with what's my old website. I'm going to talk a little bit about the history of the site, where I got started today. But first, the news from April. And let's start with some exclusive content. On April 1st, I took a few pictures because I happened to be across the street from uh, an arrest that was taking place. I did not put this up on the website, I just have some pictures. And in order to construct like what actually happened, I used as an archive of all the emergency calls. For that, a traffic stop, Rushman at Spring, Rushman at Spring pulled into the bank parking lot. They have a lot of movement in the vehicle. They request an additional unit, not emergent. Long and short of it is, uh, somebody was entering town, and an off-duty officer uh, said there was an erratic driver. And they came in, uh, it sounds like they came in on the Veterans Bridge, which on the south side of town. And uh, the police set something up over uh, near Rushman and uh, sprung the trap. There were two people in the vehicle. It sounds like uh, one of them was on a instructional permit and the other person had a misdemeanor that they were on probation for. It was the greatest excitement of the night. I didn't go looking for it like, <laughs> like with any of these things. I drive around. So let's talk just a little bit about these codes because the 10 codes Wisconsin. 10-6 is used in this call, busy standby, just kind of as things are developing. Uh, as you go down, you've got 10-23 arrived at scene, that's when they actually pull uh, the car over. A little later, uh, we're here in 29, I'm pretty sure they're talking about uh, checking records on these guys, and when they come back, um, they've found some more information. 10 4 acknowledgement, everyone knows that one. So let's move on to the next story. This one covered on the blog. Sold for You has been operating out of the old farm and fleet in Lake Halley for many years now, but is recently relocated next to their other auction house on 40th Avenue. The two locations stagger auctions each week to give time for setup and customer pickup. Before Farm and Fleet built their big store across Highway 53 in 1992, the store was in the metal building sold for you auctions shared with ABC Supply Company. Let's go down to that. It's this building. This is a picture of it abandoned. You can still see ABC there. They've got some of their stuff all back. Let's go back up to the story. That building dates from 71, the old Farm Fleet. I shopped there when I was young. The old place smelled like tires. Even the clothes smelled like tires. Kind of reminds me of Trucker's Union, which always smelled like incense. 
So anything you bought there smelled like incense. But in Farm Fleet's case, it was tires. Well, it's sold for use. Auctions, new locations just finished. The new North Halley building next door is from 1987. It was previously Bergman Plumbing. That's the old building. First auction starts Friday, April 2nd in the new building. So there's the new farm fleet, and you can see the steer, the big steer for heckles there. Haven't been there for a while. This is at the um, the Valley Art Gallery. You can see this is a reference to the maiden that uh, Linus has used since almost since their inception. They're about to retire her and find a new logo. Comment on Facebook if you wish. Um, it's a pretty uh, hot topic. So let's see. I was going to run a story on this, and then I think they fixed it. It's one of the free little libraries. This one's on the East Hill. And uh, it happens. The, the uh, door came off. You don't want these exposed to the elements. Uh, same thing happened at the, um, let's say, the Episcopalian Church on uh, Bay Street. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think that's what it was. And then they had to eventually replace it with just a wooden door. You didn't, you know, it's nice to have the glass door. You can see what's in there. These are little things that happen around Chippewa. I don't always run stories. This is the uh, one around the corner, little free library for the Heidi Center, CVCA, Old McDonald. And now you will get to the construction. It was happening on April 5th. Humple Construction was at work today, removing eaves from the facade of the former Salvation Army store and food pantry at 521 North Bridge Street. The building predates 1954 and was previously the home of a few new car dealers, Henry Anderson Motors and later Ken Lush. Now there's a lot of other history, which I'm going to get to later. I got the actual dates from the current owner, um, having a conversation with the couple who bought the building and who are moving their business in. That's all developing. I'm going to talk a little more about it later. That was something I forgot to mention here. Um, we used to rent there occasionally, but usually we went to celebrity video. And, you know, this is early. This is like when I first got an indication that they were even working on this. And, uh, yeah, it was probably most well-known as Salvation Army, at least in recent years. But it was a car dealer for a long time. Uh, I believe it even back in the 40s. So this is a, it is a car dealership. And this is taken from um, This Is Our Town, Chippewa Falls by Robert M. Carson. It was a, someone who used to go around um, filming different towns and making these promotional films. Very interesting. You can get it at the Chippewa Library. I think it might be Freely available on YouTube, actually, um, at the Chippewa Library site. Um, this is an interesting building. I'm going to talk about this in a future blog. It's uh, what it was is the uh, let me get this right with John the Baptist's building, uh, Jean Baptiste, something like that in French, because it was uh, uh, originated by uh, Reverend Goldsmith from the church. Uh, Notre Dame Church, he was French. There's a lot more to that one. So we'll get to that one, and probably at some point I'll be talking more about this building. 
There's some other interesting buildings down here. Um, <laughs> we'll get to those. We'll see if we can find some more pictures. Um, but this was a uh, opera building, and then it was a theater. These are a little more mysterious, harder to find these pictures where the bank, uh, BMO Harris, is located now. So keep moving upwards, onwards and upwards. No, it's not called a straight ahead. All right. April 13th, and this is essentially about how roundabouts or traffic circles are really popular here in uh, the Midwest and Eau Claire and Chippewa Falls. And, um, but some people can't seem to negotiate them. This, I just found these tracks. This is out on where Q and S are. Now, I don't think anyone was hurt in this thing. I certainly wouldn't make light of it, but this seemed like more of a lighthearted story, so that's kind of how I spoke about it. All right, let's go through the pictures. There's some things I didn't get to, things that were adequately covered by other uh, um, local news organizations. This is the All Pet Wash, moved into, uh, I believe it's called Dave's down in Rushman. It's oh, a bit of my car. So that looks nice. Wash up your, your pet. Hopefully they uh, will be patient with you. Now that reminds me that the Suds Hub on uh, East Grand Avenue used to have a little pet wash built right in. They took it out. But hey, good luck to these guys. Um, another big developing story. Um, suddenly, uh, looks like April 6th, they were taking down the McDonald's had been there a long time, and I do have uh, some of the historical information. I'm going to write that up, and uh, about when it came to pass. Um, get those exact dates and some other information about it. Anyway, I have a few memories of it. You know, it's your basic um, old style McDonald's. Everything's very bright and clean, and and kind of uh, I don't know, chintzy. I kind of like it actually, but I don't really love the food. So they're going to upgrade that to their more modern design. Feels a little more like a coffee shop or something like that inside. If you go to Halley, that's the, probably the style we're looking at. It's starting to go up, and, and we'll get to those photos later too. All right, moving to the next story. This one is from April 14th. It's about webcams in general in the Chippewa Valley. So less Chippewa-centric, but I had started out by talking about this Chamber of Commerce webcam. And I'll read the copy because I, I was pretty careful about how I wrote it. I have pointed out webcams in the Chippewa Valley previously, but recently became aware of others online. Some appear to be set up as a local attraction, like the duck cam at the University of Wisconsin-Eau Claire, or the one at the Chippewa Chamber of Commerce. Others are for monitoring weather, something that can be set up by anyone with a personal weather station and a connection to Weather Underground or something similar. Uh, still other cameras monitor traffic on major highways. So I did a pretty comprehensive view. Personal weather station something that I would love to get into. It has just happened yet. While the cameras can provide valuable information, it is also worth considering one's comfort level at being surveilled. 
In an age where access to information can be misused, those concerned with their privacy and personal safety may wish to be conscious of when these cameras are nearby or even avoid them entirely. You know, it's not paranoid. You're just, you know, protecting your privacy. So somewhere in this building, I kind of feel like it's around here, this camera is operating. Um, you know, we really cannot, this is, at this resolution, I don't see any license plates. This is sort of a pretty view from uh, Phoenix Park webcam. I've got links to these on my website, abide.news. US 53 at US 12, so that's one of the there's several DOT cams like that. The university has several cams. I just got a couple of them. This is the so-called duck cam. I have not seen ducks on it yet. But here's one that's a little more exciting, and that is the CVCA eagle cam. Uh, that's a, uh, There's some young eagles in there. It's actually a YouTube video that's being streamed um, from nearby the CVCA Heidi Center. And when I say update 27th, that's when I just got the a few of the uh, additional images on there. Now here's a pretty uh, deep historical uh, exploration I did. And I like to look at history when buildings change hands or something changes about um, the business that's operating there. Dick's Garage and National Guard Armory. This unusual L-shaped building on East Elm and North High Streets is really two buildings with the 816 North High Street section housing the Blue Marble Pub and the section at 45 East Elm Street housing the Garage Salon and Chipotle Chiropractic, which is hosting an official opening on April 6, 2021 at 4.30. The High Street section is older, dating from 1893. John Brezina Carriages, Wagons, and Slaves was located here early on with Dick's Garage located here in 1920. The Elm Street section is from 1920 as shown on the upper facade and appears to have been built onto the High Street building by Guy E. Dick and son in that year. Seidel Lund Motors moved in around 1925, uh, found some ads, been using newspapers.com. It's a really good source, you can clip things the National Guard posted a notice for the annual military ball at 45 East Elm Street in 1935, referring to the location as the Armory Ballroom at that time. After the National Guard vacated the building and offered it for free, the Chippewa Falls School District showed interest in 1989 and stored heavy equipment and vehicles here. The Salvation Army and Historical Society were also interested but moved elsewhere. Um, there was some uh, talk about that. But the uh, even though the building was free, the uh, maintenance could be pretty intense. So this is a picture that the garage salon put up when they had taken over the entire space. And uh, I believe they are still the current owner of the complex, <laughs> the two buildings put together. Some older pictures from the Wisconsin Historical Society. These are from the intensive survey. I should probably do an entire episode about the intensive survey because it's such a great um, source of information about Chippewa Falls John Brezina carriages wagons and slaves so that's a really picture you see a little building right here and um, 
I didn't really want to take pictures of the house that's there, which at one time was where John Brezina lived. And that was built in 1870. I'm not going to go through every uh, thing in this story. Go read it yourself. But uh, there is a house right here. <laughs> Let me actually show the, where the house would be. It's here. Uh, it's a private residence. I often just uh, protect people's privacy unless a home is for sale. All right, let's pop back over here. Go through the photos. Um, just taking some pictures of the dam, it looks like. You had the, it's the usual spring high water. Wasn't too bad this year. So I did talk about this one already. And the long and short is that there was a break-in at Notre Dame Church. And uh, the priest went to the church to, um, I should say the break-in was at the rectory. The priest left to go somewhere he felt safe. Lots of police responded. Let me see if I uh, mention even how many there were. I believe the, uh, my friends who live in the neighborhood said it was at least five and a canine unit. They, they swept through, cleared the building, and there was some security cameras that led them to believe that the person who had robbed Holy Ghost Church and possibly other churches in the area might have done this. So they arrested that person. Um, and uh, being the kind of person I am, uh, someone who's concerned about privacy, I'm not going to reveal who that person is. You can read about it um, if you go through these clips to the old Chipper Herald. Um, someone who's convicted for an earlier crime, which does not make them necessarily guilty of this crime. All right, something else that happened. Something that happened very recently. Shopco, which has been sitting empty in Halley, was um, taken over by Menards. Menards is reusing the building for a distribution center. That's, uh, I think that's a positive thing to have uh, that kind of reuse. I got a new camera this month. We'll talk a little bit more about it in a future video. It has a very it's our Canon G3X has a very long lens. Cute uh, kid picture here. Really, I was trying to take a picture of this uh, spaghetti feed sign. I uh, was keeping up a calendar, but it has uh, lapsed a bit. Just to see, not a good picture, but just testing out the length of that lens. You can always see a different uh, aesthetic to things that are shot with a very long lens. Everything gets condensed in the frame. Which is a good uh, segue, I think, to mention uh, somebody who passed away this month. I believe it's the beginning of May, May 1st. Uh, Steve Tewilliger, professor at the university, big influence on myself. Uh, he died recently. Uh, really left a very positive impact. Learned a lot about the technical side and also the artistic side. Well, here's another story that uh, discussed a little bit. There's a lot of road work, and I don't always focus in on every single one. Um, there was a sidewalk under repair here. 
and uh, even though people get a little <laughs> tired of looking at the road work, I think it's useful to know about it. And I'm going to do a little story of just about Leopold benches that are associated with Aldo Leopold, the Wisconsin naturalist. That's a developing story there. I've got some more pictures of uh, local buildings, local road work. Um, you know, this is a, actually a story that's being pretty well covered elsewhere, so I didn't even try to get in on it, but the uh, shrine that's here at the church is being uh, restored and it's gonna looks like it'll be a very good outcome on that one um, if you drive on uh, 124 Jefferson you will probably uh, see deer near the park and the, the school up there this is really like there's four in this picture but there's several more over on the other side There's just something that didn't quite make the the blog either. But on my side of town, which is the north side, some work was being done to turn this, this house that had burned years ago and give it like a new driveway. So to me that stuff's interesting, but uh, I like seeing people work. And uh, essentially there's certain events that I cover uh, I prefer like the spontaneous events, but this is one of those uh, so-called pseudo-events that it's uh, planned in advance. And Earth Day 2021, on April 22nd, 1970, former governor and sitting U.S. Senator Gaylord Nelson was instrumental in organizing the first Earth Day in Madison, Wisconsin. 51 years later, environmentalists gathered in Chippewa Falls and worldwide to bring attention to conservation. Having experienced a year in which trash has increased and the need for more landfill space in the Chippewa Valley is a concern, Earth Day is still relevant today. Now, there's a quote from Nelson that I found on Face the Nation. Um, and if you look at the references, there's actually some pretty good um, information about his... Uh, many documents about Gaylord Nelson. I would go check them out. You live with the environment every day. That is the reason that you see this great expression of interest around the country. The air is going to be here every day. The water is going to be here. The deteriorating scenic beauty of the country, the destruction of living creatures, of the peregrine falcon, the bald eagle, and the Bermuda petrel, and all kinds of other creatures. They are here. We see it every day. Is it a fad? It's not a fad that can go away and uh, hence Earth Day is still a thing and Arbor Day is still a thing that happens and it's a good time to talk about the mission of the site and uh, this is the old site um, which I have listed as the archive the archive is the blog from the site and the history is the new site if you end up on this site by accident, you can still get to the, the new site, the one that I, I'm updating currently. The where is the Triple Valley in Wisconsin and the why is sharing life and happiness with our neighbors. This site aims to represent what happens in Triple Falls and surrounding communities. View the blog for full posts with photos and please donate. That's how we can thrive together and produce more content. Now I'll make a note here. If you donate, I will have 
merchandise so that there's some kind of exchange. And uh, But deeper down, what I want to do is provide people something um, and not get up on soapbox. This is kind of an evolution from where I, I uh, started. And uh, this one is the a related site. You can get to this from the other sites. It's called uh, chipofood.wordpress.com. And it really is a little bit more of an advocacy site for um, food sustainability, food security, being able to get food um, from a local source, maybe from your own garden, maybe from a local co-op, a neighbor, a farmer's market, something like that. And um, it really came together because I had a um, Facebook group, which I still have up here, Chippewa Valley Choices Challenge. The challenge being to buy from local retailers, not just local, locally produced food, which is important, uh, local retailers. And what was happening at the time was that Gordy's, which started in Chippewa Falls, 1966, small corner shop, and it evolved into a bigger and bigger store, and then a uh, statewide enterprise. And it was kind of strange at the time to see the um, birdies getting bigger and bigger and even locating them, uh, stores in places that didn't seem like very profitable locations, like um, the Woodward Avenue location in Chippewa, where um, Mega Pick and Save had been. And I think they uh, couldn't really compete with Walmart, which came into Halley, and that location closed down. Then Gordy's took over the location, and they put lots of money into it. And so the long story short, and this is something I want to cover again, is that Gordy's had leveraged um, a lot of debt from their distributor, which is uh, normally, it's either Spartan Nash or Nash, Nash Finch, I'm not sure what it was called at the time. And uh, they went to such deep debt that they had to liquidate everything, sell all the stores. The store on Woodward is sitting empty, uh, literally empty because uh, everything was auctioned off, all that new equipment. Um, they made a deal. Um, when they were in acquisition mode, they made a deal with Pick and Save, Mega. And Mega took over all the gas stations. Uh, Gordy's took over the grocery stores, which, by the way, operate on a pretty small margin generally. And um, they, the big co-op store, the, the really original Mega, was closed down. Big, beautiful store. And um, still sitting empty to my knowledge. So really that's the kind of stuff I talk about on this site. I uh, chronicled that whole, um, the, the whole saga of Gordy's sort of liquidating and eventually being taken over by their distributor here in Chippewa Falls and turned into family fair stores. But I also talk about things like, you know, farming, you know, things from the country today, which is where I got this story. Um, and I have more of my stuff over here on the WordPress site when it comes to like local research. Here's a story called Co-op Produce uh, Promotes Local Farms and Farm Security. This is a sign over on River Country Co-op on River Street. Stay positive, buy local. They're, they were selling uh, 
milk and eggs, and this is a time in 2020 when some of these things had limits on them. Uh, there was a run on a lot of the stores in 2020. Keep calm and support your neighbors. I made this on a on a uh, meme maker, and uh, because there was not a triple fair where you would normally sell farm goods, I wanted to make sure that uh, let people aware people know that there was um, the Eau Claire Fair was proceeding in 2020 under like um, certain restrictions. Um, the farmers market did continue under certain restrictions. This is the one that was out on um, Family Fair at the Lake. Uh, I'm not sure yet. I'm going to get some information out soon about farmers markets for the current season. Um, Agnes's Table, um, another site that, um, or I should say, this is where I used to work actually when it was Lindsay's on Grand. And uh, it was taken over by Agnes's Table, which uh, provides free meals. Um, I will double check these dates and times for getting fed meals on wheels so this is the kind of stuff I talk about raspberries in my own backyard there's a Holstein show at the Chippewa Fair grounds last year um, one of the few things that kind of went ahead at that time but the farmers market was on and here's a story that's actually a little bit of a muckraking story like I said on my Abide side, I, I try to keep the editorial out of it. On this side, I'm a little bit more outspoken. Really, what happened in 2020 is as more people uh, were shopping curbside, getting things delivered, a lot of that infrastructure seemed to have um, come into play in you know, the previous year or two. A lot of um, you know curbside service had kind of gone away for a while. When I was a when I was young, there used to be like kind of a roller <laughs> cart thing. You may remember this. There's a they put a bin on the cart. They did this at Pick and Save. They'd shove the cart out. Gordy's, I believe, had it. And um, go, someone might drop it in your car, and that curbside kind of went away, and then it came back. And uh, but one of the, uh, the downsides here for the SNAP program or the food stamps program is that it's really only been available for online purchases at the biggest food retailers. Walmart and Amazon in every state, a few others like ShopRite, Wright's Market and the Fresh Grocer, but around here it is just Amazon Walmart. So now we're getting into the health related stuff and I will not go through every one of these but talked a little bit about the low FODMAP diet and I went through the entire family fair store looking for gluten-free stuff. My friend Renee said it helped her out because she's gluten-free. And what happened, this is another one of these rambling stories, I'm sorry. Actually, I'm not sorry. Because you wanna listen to me ramble, I believe. And, um, all these gluten-free things dispersed throughout the stores. The old Gordy's, there was an aisle kind of inspired by cops in, in Eau Claire, which was later taken over by Gordy's, sold off again. And um, 
everything was kind of in one aisle. It was easy to find. So now I, got, I think I got some gluten-free uh, pet food in here too. So both both the stores in Chippewa I went through and found the gluten-free stuff. So I'll, I'll skip through this. If you want to check it out, check it out. This is the farmer's market grid from a few years ago. Easy way to find farmer's markets. I like to update that. And that's about all I really have to mention. Here's the old Gordy store. And it became Randy Adams Chiropractic and Access Security eventually. This is another store. Lots of corner stores. I'll... Um, speak more about them on my blog. I did talk about Johnson's store a few months ago and that was definitely uh, stirred up a lot of memories. Good memories for people. I like to stir up that positive nostalgia. Anyway, so that's my little piece about advocacy. I do have a little bit of editorial but as far as abide.news it is the facts. It is stuff that I can source, take pictures of, and um, it's written in a fairly straightforward style, sometimes with a little humor. My uh, friend called it a uh, folk style. Kind of, I think of it as beat reporting. Now, spring trees arrived. This is a follow-up on an earlier piece, which was about spring trees. And the uh, Rod and Gun Club and so the Garden Club were fulfilling tree and animal house orders on Sunday. And this is April 26th, I wrote this. I was instructed to put my small hazelnut bushes directly in water. Chippewa County Conservation also had a tree sale earlier, which will be fulfilled at the fairgrounds on Thursday, May 5th. And Friday, May 6th, the giveaway by the Garden Club is planned on May 1st from 10 to noon at Hallow's Pavilion on Irvin Park. Sorry, on Irvin Drive in Irvin Park. Now, I was able to go to that event and get some more free... I got uh, cherry, I got uh, sugar maple, my mom wanted that. The Garden Club has a little nature walk of native species. So let's go to the next story, which is simply called, or road and utility work everywhere. Here's that sidewalk on the East Hill. Here it is when it's repaired. Here's some work over at uh, Northridge which is also, you might remember, as the Chippewa Mall. That's where the buffet is and uh, many, the liquidator store. So really it's all over town. This is some utility work. It was happening at Quick Trip, but it, I believe it has to do with McDonald's and, and getting all the, the wiring and things, kind of all the city services uh, set up at McDonald's across the street, which is under construction. Going to be talking about that soon. Now, let me see when this uh, next story is from April 30th, getting to the very end of the month. Um, I had mentioned Koo's Asian Express recently, which I ate at one time. I had the um, teriyaki chicken. It was very good. And uh, it looks like it's changing hands, getting completely stripped down. And... Um, called Temptations <laughs> coming soon. So, Assessor Data claims the building dates from 1975, but in contradiction to this is a help-wanted ad for Shortstop Hamburgers post-1971. Now, Shortstop is what a lot of people who lived at that time will remember, and Rosie's is what 
I grew up with in the 1980s, 90s. Um, little known fact, some people might not remember the uh, Rosies uh, spent one season, I believe it was over the winter, in um, the Empire Building. And the Empire Building burned the next year, I believe. And Empire has been torn down, but Rosies still went back and uh, the, the following summer, they were only open in the summer, there was a place, um, <laughs> there are a few break-ins at this place I mentioned that are referenced in, in, in the piece. Again, this is a buy.news. If, uh, you know, you can check all this stuff out. It, this, this is free content. And it's a 392 square foot building, so it's tiny. And it's kind of tacked onto the Andrel Hotel apartments. Um, they were actually, um, it was owned by Andrel Apartments and later by real estate uh, investment companies. Here's a nice Rosie's ad. Here's the, the family that was running Rosie's. There was a fair stand too. Um, uh, my friend and I worked there. And uh, when I worked at the fair, this was uh, in the early 90s, I worked at the Frenette stand. I reworked at the Rosie's stand we'd visit. And I believe we have gotten to the end of April. I'm just going to uh, kind of look through a preview of some things that are coming up. I'm going to be talking a little more about um, Bridge Street, uh, specifically that St. John's building. I'm going to uh, be talking about house that's for sale. You can see that right there. It used to be belong to a uh, local uh, newsman and his wife and family. Saw some turkeys. Here, let's look at the turkeys. This is not going to be a story, but got a pretty good shot of this turkey. Um, the new uh, Stilson School. This is a gray building out here in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> so, not much else to say. Oh, here's something I probably won't actually run a story on. I'll just throw this in quick. There was some some work going, uh, putting some nice uh, flowers out along here near the near the bridge. Anyway, I'll talk about the rest of that stuff next month in the June podcast, which will be about hey. <laughs>